Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Construction. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday the 13th to you. And uh, we have a lot of things to discuss with you this morning. And now that's you too that leads us into the program every morning with Beautiful Day. And I just want to tease that we're going to have some big U2 news for you next week. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Especially if, oh, I don't know, you're like me and... You wish that you could get out to Vegas to see them. So anyway, we'll have more on that next week. Today, however, is the final day to try to win Trump's money. It's the final day that we will be giving out 10 code words throughout the course of the day. Your chance each hour from 8 a.m. through the 5 p.m. hour to win $100 cash and then also to be entered to win the $30,000 grand prize. So keep listening. Starting at 8 a.m. every hour, you will hear the code to win Trump's money. When you hear that code, enter it at WBSM.com or on the WBSM app where it says to enter the code. And uh, you will be entered to win. It couldn't be any easier. You can also earn some free entries if you haven't already. There's a bunch of stuff on the contest page there to do, like liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter, sharing out the contest on Twitter, and all kinds of different things that you can do to earn some free entries. I think it's I think it's about eight or ten free entries. So why not get those in if you haven't already and then listen all day long as you get those code words. It's the final day of win Trump's money. Now, the, the part about that that I'm the most sad about is no more of Trump's funny deliveries of the codes. But I can tell you today does not disappoint. He goes out with a bang when it comes to putting out all of these codes in a very entertaining fashion. So you're going to want to listen to those, even if you're not playing along. But I don't know why you wouldn't be playing along, because, I mean, unless you work here, or you're related to someone to work here, and you're ineligible to win. But otherwise, everybody else should be playing, because why not? You already listen to WBSM. 
Why not try to get rewarded for doing so? So we'll talk about the other contest we have coming up next week. Uh, tonight, I am going to be out in Sandwich, Massachusetts for a ghost event. I'm going to I'm pretty excited about this one. I mean, I'm excited about all all of the things that I do in the paranormal world, but this one has had me especially hyped up because I grew up, well, I didn't grow up in Sandwich. I lived in Sandwich for a couple of years when I was growing up. And I moved from being a, a, a punk kid in the Algonquin Heights neighborhood of Plymouth. Yeah, those of you who know Plymouth, especially in the 80s, Algonquin Heights in the 80s, you know what I'm talking about. And so... I moved from there to Sandwich. I mean, culture shock. And I went to sixth grade at the Henry T. Wing School for about half the year until they opened up the new elementary schools. And then I went to the Oak Ridge School. And then later that summer moved across town to Forestdale and then went to the Forestdale School for a little over a year before moving to Wareham and settling there for the next 30-something years. But the Henry T. Wing School the original portion that was built in 1927, that's where my classroom was. And I always felt that it was weird. And I always got the feeling that there was something going on there. I did not like going down the hallway by myself. I used to be in a program where I had to leave the classroom. It wasn't anything bad, but I had to leave the classroom and go down to this special instruction and I'd be the only one. And I'd be like, I don't like going in that hallway by myself. And now tonight I will be ghost hunting in that hallway and in that classroom and in my old classroom. I'm very excited about this. So that should be a lot of fun. And then we're also investigating the Hoxie House, which is kind of across the street from the school. And it was built in 1675. So we're going to get a chance to really reach back into some history. And I've heard, also heard the pizza that they're serving up is pretty, pretty good too. So it's something that the Sandwich Chamber of Commerce put together. And uh, looking forward to getting out there and meeting everybody tonight. But uh, that, what that means is that maybe on Monday I'll return with some stories of the paranormal to share with you. Or maybe even tomorrow night if we come in and do a spooky South Coast. So uh, 508-996-0500. That's our number to call in and discuss whatever's on your mind. A little bit later on this morning in the 7 o'clock hour, we're going to learn about the upcoming open enrollment period for... Health insurance here in Massachusetts. We're going to learn all about the ins and outs of that. We're also going to speak later on in the program in the 8 o'clock hour with New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad and Councilor at Large Shane Gomes. Uh, Shane Gomes. Shane Burgo. We're going to talk with them about the upcoming week of council business. We'll talk about what happened in the week past. And I want to, I do want to get their take on this neo-Nazi situation. I think that, you know, I, I don't think it's necessary that the council has to come out with a formal declaration that they're against this group being in New Bedford, but I would not be surprised if they don't do that. No, wait. I would not be surprised if they did do that. Just to kind of stand in solidarity and to show that they are not going to tolerate this kind of organized hatred in the city. So we can talk to them a little bit about that as well as some other things. We, they, had a, an afford, they had the Affordable Housing Committee meeting this week. And so we'll find out about what was discussed in that. From what I've been told that it was informative, but also long. 
so we can get into some of the topics that they discuss. Uh, the interesting thing about next week is that there'll be a couple of candidates for them, so there'll be a little bit less council business going on. And some movement on the proposed 99-year lease for the Zyterians. So we can talk about all that and more with the councillors later on. Uh, there's a story that I wanted to share with you. It's from Bristol, Rhode Island. This is a very strange story that I read this morning when I woke up. Apparently last night, a man was shot in the parking lot of the Bristol Police Department. There were two female college students who were at Colt State Park and they were approached by a naked man. So they're sitting in or, or hanging out in Colt State Park and a naked man walks up to them and apparently began making uncomfortable hand gestures is how it was described. And then he followed the two female college students when they got in their car to leave. So they called a friend like, hey, what do we do? There's this naked guy following us. And the friend said, go to the police station. So they go to the police station and the naked man, I just, I'm assuming how he's going to be all over this later on with the Randy Newman clip. Uh, in fact, Taylor, if you're listening, you know, add this one in. This is a police blotter facts Friday, if there ever was one. Um, but then when the two female college students pulled into the police department parking lot, the man rammed his vehicle into theirs multiple times. And a sergeant from the fire department had to fire two shots into the suspect's vehicle. The man was struck. He suffered a gunshot wound, but he was alert and alive when he was taken to Rhode Island Hospital. So a very, very strange, strange story. And I'm sure there'll be more details about it. It sounds like this person was not well. But it also shows just how what seems like a strange and but yet innocuous situation can turn into something far more intense. Now, those female college students absolutely did the right thing by going to the police department. They probably... The last thing in the world that they suspected is that this guy would follow them to the police station and then begin ramming their vehicle. But that's what happened. So again, a very, very strange story. Speaking of stories, I have one up at WBSM.com and on the app about the new playground in Dartmouth and... It's the third, as far as I can tell, third rehabilitation of a playground in Dartmouth to kind of not only update it because playgrounds don't last. Playgrounds have a limited lifespan. And the lifespan of those playgrounds probably aren't the same as they were when they were built when we were kids.
They build them now out of plastic, which is a much better idea than the metal that we played on or the wood that we played on. I mean, how many times did you go to one of those wooden playgrounds and come home with a splinter that was in there pretty deep? Or you went to the metal playground on a hot day and you went down the slide and burned the back of your legs off. So we've, we've learned a lot about playground construction. But playgrounds don't last as long because they're just being used more, I think. Or maybe I should say they're, they're just beat up a little bit more. So if you get a good 10, 15 years out of a playground, I think a town got its money's worth. Before you have to, I mean, I'm not talking about a complete overhaul, but I'm, I mean, having to swap out some of the equipment, put in a new slide, replace the swings, things of that nature. And so Dartmouth has been do, going through that process. They replaced the Aponagansett playground. They replaced, uh, I can't remember the name of the other one, Jones Park playground. And they replaced more recently the Dartmouth Regional Park playground. And these all have increased accessibility. So they're making them so that they are accessible to those with different needs and that they have kind of updated and upgraded capabilities. And the final step in that process was the opening of the new Dartmouth Regional Park playground, which you can see at WBSM.com and on the app. And we talked about the Noah's Place playground when we discussed the issue about a year and a half ago where the city wanted to start charging people to park at that playground, at the parking lot at that playground. And thanks to all of you and calling in and making your voices heard here on WBSM, they reversed course on that plan. But we talked about the cost of building that Noah's Place playground. And when you're talking about a fully adaptive playground, the high price tag, I guess, doesn't really shock people as much. But if you just went to a playground and someone asked you, hey, how much do you think it costs to build that? What would you say? If you asked me and if I had no idea from covering these stories and knowing about like Noah's Place and how much that costs, if I, if I had never written or read any stories on that, you showed me a playground, any playground. I don't care how fancy it is. You ask me how much that costs, I'd be like, I don't know, $100,000. And I'd feel like if I said that, I was overshooting it. The new playground just opened in Dartmouth was over a million dollars to build this playground. Now, let me just be clear. I have no problem with that. I think it's great. I think you need to have playgrounds for kids to play on. And I'm glad that the voters in Dartmouth supported rehabbing all these playgrounds and making them all accessible. But I just never would have thought that that would be the price tag on it. I don't think I ever bought. No, I never have bought playground equipment. We had a swing set in my yard when my son was young that 
Uh, I don't even remember how we got it, but it was certainly used. I Either I bought it at a yard sale or my father-in-law bought it at a yard sale. Somebody bought it somewhere and, and brought it to my yard. And then he had one at my in-law's house that I believe had been there already from when my brother-in-law was young. So it's, you know, my frame of reference is probably off. But I remember being a kid, you go to Toys R Us, they had all the swing sets and everything outside, and, you know, they were a couple of hundred bucks. Obviously, those aren't the same as what you're going to be building in a town-owned playground, but I would never have guessed a million dollars. I never would have thought that. And so the town paid for this particular playground, and I'm sure the others were a similar process, by approving about half of it through the Community Preservation Act. So the Community Preservation Act that we were talking about in New Bedford, that City Council President Linda Morad wanted to put the question out to voters as to whether or not they wanted to repeal it. One of the things that it's used for is for recreation. And so building a playground for children is part of that. So they were able to take about 500, a little over $500,000 out of CPA money. And then the rest of the money came out of the town's capital improvement plan and through the budget of the Department of Parks and Recreation. And they were able to build this million dollar playground. So while it won't rival Noah's place in terms of being an adaptive and accessible playground, it has those those features. So if you're coming down from somewhere else with a child who needs that type of uh, a facility, you can go to Noah's Place. You can go to those three playgrounds in Dartmouth. So it's worth it for you to come down here and, and spend a day, even if you're not from the area. So in addition to all of the town's people's children that will get to utilize that, it will bring in people from other places. Uh, if you have never done that, there's a. if you check out that story, oh, I, I hope I remember to put the Ultimate Playground list gallery in there, but maybe I didn't. I'll double check and make sure that I did. We have a guide to all of the playgrounds in the area, and you can check those out and see which ones you want to hit up. But I will tell you, the Falmouth Playground I know it's a little bit of a ride for some folks, but the Falmouth Playground is one of the premier playgrounds in southeastern Massachusetts and Cape Cod. We would go there like every summer, a couple of times. It's right near the library and it is right near the downtown restaurants and shops. So you can do a little shopping, get something to eat. And utilize that playground. And it's it's usually busy on a busy day. But it has a nautical theme to it because it's close to the ocean. But it's a great visit. And even the Lopes Field Playground in Onset, which is now a little bit beat up. If you see that meme that goes around that talks about, like, when we were kids, this is what we played on, something along those lines. I'm pretty sure that that's the Lopes Playground in that photo. It looks exactly like it. And... It's still around. You can still go over there. Again, that's a wooden one, though, so watch out for splinters. But it's a fantastic spot to visit. 
And then the Sipican School in, in Marion was always a favorite, too. The Buttonwood Park Playground was another one we would go to frequently. So there's quite a bit in the area. You could do a playground tour, especially now as the weather's getting a little cooler. You could do a playground tour that would keep the kids busy every weekend until it's too cold to be outside anymore. 508-996-0500. Got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Can, can call in and talk to me, and I'd be happy to do that right after the news. But right now, it is time to go into the WBSM newsroom and get all the latest headlines of the day with Ariel Dorsey. Israel is telling the UN to evacuate over a million people in northern Gaza over the next 24 hours. UN officials says the, the Israeli Ministry of Defense told them on Thursday to notify Palestinians living in the northern area to evacuate to the southern part of the Gaza Strip. The move could mean that an Israeli ground assault against Hamas is imminent. Israel and the White House are condemning former President Trump for calling Hezbollah smart. Trump gave a, a TV interview Wednesday night and said Israel's sworn enemy, the Lebanese Hezbollah militants, were very smart. Israel's communications minister called Trump's remarks shameful. The White House deputy press security said it was dangerous and unhinged. House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries is calling on Republicans to get their act together and elect a speaker. On Thursday, Louisiana Republican Steve Scalise withdrew his name from consideration after he failed to get enough votes. Last night, Jeffries spoke on the PBS NewsHour and called on traditional Republicans to, in his words, break with extremists. Ford Motor Company is telling the United Auto Workers that its 23% pay raise offer is the most they can afford to do. The UAW is striking the big three automakers as they seek a 40% raise. Ford says the offer made to the union puts employees in the top 25% of all hourly and salary jobs in the U.S. and calls it an incredibly positive offer. The IRS says Americans failed to pay some $688 billion in taxes due on their 2021 tax returns. That's a record for unpaid taxes, and the IRS says it won't happen again. The tax agency said in a report Thursday it's going to step up audits and other enforcement, particularly of high-income taxpayers. A major Hollywood fundraiser is being called off because of the ongoing violence in the Middle East. The Academy Museum of Motion Pictures said Thursday that it's decided to cancel its annual red carpet Academy Museum Gala planned for this Saturday. The Academy Museum said it stands in support of innocent Israeli and Palestinian lives affected by the ongoing violence. In sports, a crucial member of the Patriots' defense made an appearance on Thursday's injury report. Safety Kyle Duggar was listed as limited in practice due to a foot injury, but the severity of the injury is unknown. New England is currently last in the AFC East at 1-4 and, and will visit the Las Vegas Raiders Sunday afternoon at Allegiant Stadium. And the Bruins will be looking to build off the momentum of their first game. After topping the Chicago Blackhawks 3-1 in its season opener, Boston is playing host to the Nashville Predators tomorrow night at TD Garden.
And details for the recent contract signed by the Celtics' leading scorer in the preseason have been revealed. After agreeing to a four-year, $30 million deal, guard Peyton Pritchard will make a little over $6.6 million in year one, $7.2 million in year two, $7.7 million in year three, and $8.3 million in the fourth year. Boston continues its exhibition schedule when it hosts the New York Knicks Tuesday night at TD Garden. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Happy Friday, everybody. Starting out the morning with mostly clear skies. Temperatures on the cool side, plenty of sunshine for today. Those cool temperatures will remain seasonable, however, in the mid-60s. Breezy this afternoon overnight, the winds will subside. Clear and dry, temperatures falling into the 30s and 40s. Weekend, mainly dry and seasonable. Sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. And I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. I saw her sitting in the rain Raindrops falling on her She didn't seem to care She sat there and smiled at me You can't not be happy when you hear that song. <clears throat> the Cowsill family, the family that inspired the Partridge family, uh, the Cowsills are actually going to be playing, I believe it's at uh, Mohegan Sun coming up in February. And uh, it's a free show, and I'm, I'm planning on trying to go. I've always wanted to see the Cowsills. I love that song and some of their other stuff too. But I'm going to try and make it out there for that show because I just I want to see them. We have less cow cells than we used to have. So, And um, there's a great documentary that came out a couple of years ago. I think it was on Showtime about the cow cell family, too. And they, they, they did not have an easy time. By the way, they're local. They're from Newport, Rhode Island. So uh, it's going to be kind of a, a bit of a homecoming when they play at the whichever Connecticut casino. I'm pretty sure it's Mohegan Sun. Uh, so uh, I plan on trying to get out there to that. And hopefully you will be there and I'll see you there as well. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Morning. How you doing? Good. Um, are you confident in Biden, you know, um, making press releases on what's going on in Israel right now? Like, be confident with, like, that, that he's not going to, you know, screw up and, you know, have a gaffe and, you know, and. In a nation look like we have no backbone whatsoever. In a press release or in a press conference? In a press release. Like, you know how he's been doing it? You know, he's been, he's been like every other night I've been seeing him on the news. Oh, no, that's, so that, yeah, saying. that's a press conference where he stands up and answers questions. Yeah, but he made a, he made a statement, uh, I, I think it was yesterday or maybe 
I know it wasn't last night because I know he probably has a bedtime around like six thirty or so. But I, I think it was like it was yesterday afternoon. He made a he made a statement and said, "I can't believe that I have a lot." Uh, it's, I'm not quoting him, but it's along the lines of this. Uh, it said something along the lines of, "I can't believe I have photo evidence of uh, terrorists cutting babies' necks." Right, and then he. And then it pans off. It's like it's like you see his mind just completely go somewhere in a different direction, and he goes, "Well, anyways, um, we'll talk." About, I'm like, "What the hell?" He just completely dismissed the fact that uh, these kids getting getting beheaded. I'm like, I'm I'm watching the video, and I'm saying, "This guy can't. He can't be serious." And we're worried about. I'm making a statement about Hamas or, or Hezbollah, whatever the heck is. Saying that they're smart. How about Senator Maki the other day? Did you hear about that? Uh, no. That which video? which which uh, which statement did he make? So so he ended up he ended up um, saying that we need to pretty much make peace with Hamas. That's 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 what I got from it. You know what I mean? That's what I got from the statement. He got booed practically out of the crowd, and you should have seen Liz Warren's face. Okay, her face was like, oh crap. Maki, let's get off the stage before we get, you know, stuff thrown at us. Pretty much, like it was, it was a pretty bad boo. And I'm, I'm sure he was speaking to all his, you know, uh, de- Democrat buddies out there, you know, and, uh, and and fans, you know. It's just, it's sick. It's sick to see, that, you know, what, what's going on with, with 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 what's going on in Israel and everything else. And it's really bringing out the the true colors of this nation. Well, I don't think it's well, a fair. I don't think it's a fair characterization to say that Democrats are on the side of Hamas. Well, I mean, uh, clearly, clearly Maki is. Well, I think the problem is, is no matter what statement anybody makes right now, it's going to be perceived by people who feel one way or the other as being an inappropriate statement. That's why it's very hard. And that's why you heard it took a couple of days to hear from anybody on it, because it has to be yeah. a balanced statement. I mean, we've had people on this on this station that have made statements that have hit people's ears the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, that's why that's why I don't take a stance on either side. I'm neutral right now. I, I don't. I could care less one way or the one one way or the other. Okay, no matter what way you look at it, innocent lives on both sides are getting taken. Okay, and 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 and, and that's so that's that's not that's not really a fair way to look at it. We're talking no, about a, we're talking about a terrorist organization that attacked citizens of a country. Right, and I understand that. I understand that. But I what mean, I'm saying is, how did you? Is, how did you? Weren't, weren't you out there war. killing members of Al Qaeda? Nobody. Did, did you worry about them and, 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 and yeah. if there were innocent people dying in Al-Qaeda? Nobody wins in war. You don't realize that. Don't, no, you know, nations can chalk it up and say, we won that war. Well, guess what? Okay, no one wins in war. Because every, either way you look at it, people are dying. Innocent lives are being taken. Okay? People are getting caught in crossfire. No matter what, no matter what way you look at it, okay? People and kids are getting are getting killed, and you're right, Hamas. They, I don't condemn what they did. Okay, and, I, and, and and it's like you know, you, there's really no other way you can look at it. Israel had to do what they had to do. Okay, but nobody wins on war, and that's why. Well, I, and and the fact that we, I mean, people are saying, well, this has been going on since the 1940s. No, this has been going on for millennia. Like this is something yeah. that you would think by now um, there could have been some sort of better way to find peace, and maybe. Maybe this is the impetus for it, but I doubt it. 
you know what's crazy is that is that the fighting in the Middle East, okay, is it's sad to say this, but it's never ever going to go away. Not in my, not in our lifetime, at least. There's so much corruption out there, and um, between governments, you know what I mean. And um, there's just so much. Everybody thinks that everybody owns each other, okay. And um, you know, it's it, it's 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 sick. It's sick. It's such a sick uh, part of the world, honestly. You know, and um, and I've been I've been to the Middle East, so I can comment on it. You know what I mean? And I've seen it firsthand. It's it's just it's not you know it's third third first of all it's third world everything every except until you go to the big cities you go to the big cities it's like you're in the United States yeah, or you, you step know, out of those beyond if you go to Saudi Arabia and you go to some of these cities that they it's like beyond what we have in the United States oh my god it's unbelievable it's like Vegas on steroids mm. you know it's like um, what I'm talking about is you know when you, when you step out of those big cities and you go into these you know uh, tribal towns and stuff like that. Um, it's it's third world. They're, they're 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 defecating in the middle of the street, in the in the sewers. They're they're they're, they're you know urinating all over the place. They don't have no. They don't. It's sick. It's sick. You know, and and I don't know. I'm getting way off topic. But what I what I called for was, um, I wanted to throw out that Ed Mackey statement, okay, and and the fact that Biden completely dismissed the fact that, you know. All these kids were got they got they got beheaded. He completely dismissed it. No matter the way, what, what way you look at, it, he he said his statement, and then after he was done saying his statement, he says, "Well, anyways, you don't say that after you just completely came out on the air to national television and say we have photo proof of terrorists beheading little children, and then you turn around, and you pan to the camera, and you say, well, anyways, <laughs> on to the next subject." Like, well, are you are you freaking kidding me, buddy? Come on! I mean, uh, hey, listen. Uh, if we're gonna throw out what about, so I'm gonna throw out what about Donald Trump. He didn't strike me as a person that was very uh, that was very um, feeling and and emotional about some of the things that he was talking about either. So I think well, it kind of comes Trump's with the position. Really not, you know, I I I I I don't think Donald Trump's really an emotional kind of guy. Yeah, I think I think, I think you I think man. you have to divorce yourself of some of that. When you're in that position, because when you are making those decisions, you don't want to, I mean, I guess emotion has to come into it to some degree. Like you want to have empathy, but you, you can't let emotion rule the way that you make those decisions because you're going to have to make hard decisions that emotionally you're not going to want to agree with. Well, I, I can tell you right now, just said in, when, when he's in that kind of position and capacity, but it's like, what kind of position is he in right now? He's an he's a, he's an ex president who's getting indicted who's getting the hell out of it uh, indicted the hell out of okay. Well, he's also uh, a presidential uh, candidate. Right, he's a presidential candidate, but, and, well, and, a, and a very viable one right now according to the polling. Of course he is. Of course he is. He's gonna. I'm telling you right now. I mean, it's, it's you you can't you you, Donald Trump. you can't say that something that Joe Biden says is is bad and something that Donald Trump says is inconsequential. Well, I didn't say that. I That's just said the way it wasn't, you're painting it. Wasn't it. As bad, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as bad as what as what Biden Biden did to this. You know, to people. No, hey, for him, to, for, for the for put it to you this way, right? For you to have a foreign like, okay, look at the people of Israel, okay, and to sit there and watch President Biden last night on television completely dismiss the fact that your child had his head chopped off. How would you think? I mean, how would you think that that would make you feel about the United States? I don't know if they're perceiving it that way. I think they're looking at it as happy that the United States has their back. Well, I, I, I yeah, of course we're going to have their back. I mean, we have every every foreign nation's back, you know, at this point. 
You know, I mean, I, I you know, and you know what, Tim, you don't hear a lot of chatter about Ukraine anymore. You don't, and I think I think uh, Zelensky's finally finally figuring that out. Well, I'm sure I'm sure if things calm down in Israel, you'll hear more about it. News new, news coverage is going for what's going to get the eyeballs. I think we shifted completely to you know Israel and lost lost touch of you of what's going on in Ukraine. I, I, I think you're confusing what I think you're confusing what the television networks and the news coverage is is putting out there with what the the military and the government are doing. Those are two different things. Yeah, I, I you know I Tim, I, it just boggles my mind. Like, I, and I touched on this earlier in the week. It, it's crazy how we had coverage of this war literally two hours after they were bombing uh, Israel. It's the way the world works. Not bombing Israel. It's, it's just nuts. It's nuts. I, we don't have any coverage of what's going on in Ukraine. All right, I'm going to hold you there. Just, I got some all other right, calls then. to get to. You have a good day. And uh, caller, hang on. I will take you next. I just got to get in a quick break. We'll be back in just a few moments. To you at 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry I didn't make it there. Oh, no, no worries. As soon as I got off the phone with you, she called me. She's like, it's getting... I moved the wrong way. Please come now. I'm in so much pain. I I was already dressed, thank God. But, I mean, I jumped up. I just... And I got there. And I have to appreciate you doing that um, traffic report. Because normally I take the back road into Plymouth. Mm -hmm. And um, I was going to take the expressway. I'm like, shoot, I really got to put the pedal to the metal and get to... So here's the thing What happened to her. She she fractured her vertebrae, her Mm. spine up the cervical part, up by her neck. They did not send her home with the back brace. I wish I was there for her release because um, there's a lot of things they did not do for her at all. No pain meds, but yet they kept her on um, Ativan just to keep her kind of loopy while she was there. Um, but anyways, yeah, but it is what it is. So I, uh, oh, she twisted the wrong way. So I just, oh. Yeah. yeah. So, um so anyways, I, like I say, I always take the back roads, and they ended up, I was going to do the expressway, but thank God for that um, traffic report you did. So I, I stuck to the back road. I love taking the back road. It's so scenic. It is a nice it's, ride, yeah. Yeah, it brings, I, the one I take brings me right out to the Rochester Carver Line with mm-hmm. the satellite. Yep. Yeah. I know exactly where, the way you're talking. I, I use that same road. Oh, I love it. Because my parents so, live in Carver, so if I leave here, I'll go house? that way. Do you ever see that house on the left that's got those huge horses, statues? Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought those were real the first time I saw that. Yeah, it's like permanently up in the air, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so I love that road. And that ice cream place, they're still open. Um, I, I don't know when they're going to close, but I got to get there. So, anyways, I ended up spending the night here. Um, I'm hoping her daughter will come at some point later today. Uh, and I was really mad. The doctor gave her all um, over-the-counter medicines. Oh, wow. And Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, and she's a peanut. Tylenol, 500. I'm like, that's the last thing you need. Because that'll kill a little liver. So, But it is, like they say, it is what it is. And CVS, so I went there, and they didn't even have that. Um, failed, and they're like tomorrow, and I'm, that's why I ended up spending the night. And I'm like, but this is over the counter. It's a lot of stuff. And I said, and you couldn't do this. I said I called the other CBS, and they said that you were filling it because I couldn't get to them. The, the, they take an hour lunch break now, and there's nobody there to pick up the phone. But the woman in 
the other on Somerset Street, she said that she could see it was being filled. So when they got there, they were like, "No, I was so mad. This was like about six in the evening." And well, hopefully they can get it done early for her this morning, so she doesn't have to be in pain for very long. Right. So I'll I'll uh, go there later. Um, that's why I spent the night, and then we'll see about her daughter um, coming by. If not, you know, I'll I'll leave late today. So that's why I couldn't bring the dog up to you. I that's, really want to see if it fits you. So I guess we'll just shoot for Monday, huh? Yep, I'll be here Monday. So I'm I'm leaving probably like around uh, three or so because I have to get up to Haverhill. I'm I'm doing a lecture in Haverhill uh, at six. So I'm probably going to leave like around three three thirty. Okay, so we got to do this for Monday for sure. Then. All right. Well, I will see you then. Oh, and I just wanted to tell you real quick, playground. Um, back in my day, the only playgrounds we could play on was in the school itself. Yeah. The schoolyard. I um, love swings. I love the swings so much. I told <laughs> my brother, I said, when they die, take my asses and go to under, find every playground you can and just throw my asses underneath the swing set. <laughs> I thought that's kind of like crazy. But <laughs> you brought that memory. I love swings. I, I'm like a kid at heart. I really love swings. So that was a cute little story you started off with today. Well, uh, I appreciate you saying that, and I hope people get out there and utilize that playground, and I hope things go better with your friend, and I will see you yeah. on Monday. Yeah. All Have right. a great weekend. You yeah. as well. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And uh, if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. I got to take one more quick break uh, in this hour, but I got an app chat message from Jeff in Fall River. It says, good morning, Tim. I tuned in and heard you speaking about the new Dartmouth Park. Is it now open? Quite often, I do take my five-year-old son to different parks around the area. Yes, it is open now. It's open, I believe, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or, um, I think that's the hours that were listed on the on the story. But you can check it out at WBSM.com and get all the info there. All right, I got to take that break. We'll be back in a few. Sure. All right, that'll do it for this hour. Coming up, though, after the news, we're going to be joined by a guest. We're going to be talking with Jason Lefferts, who is the Chief of Communications and Public Affairs at the Massachusetts Health Connector. We're going to be talking about the efforts underway to keep New Bedford residents covered with health insurance at a time when thousands are at risk of losing mass health. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.